right, let's get off the rails. It's Thursday. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. My name is Chad Prather. <laughs> what a week it's been. It's insanity. Um, how many of you are offended by words? I'm not offended by words. I don't, I don't really have a problem with that. Like, I, there are certain things that people could say concepts you know that might get under my skin a little bit you could say something to me and you know the ideology or the narrative or the philosophical underpinnings of the comment that you're trying to say and whatever you're trying to use to insult me i mean i i might want to push back on that but words themselves um don't really offend me you know we we talk about every now and then i have people who say oh i wish you wouldn't use a curse word well i don't know if you know what a curse word is and those of you who want to get biblical on me, oh, let no unclean thing or unwholesome thing come out of your mouth. You know, um, I, I understand what you're saying, but uh, those of you who are worried about, quote, curse words, those words that your mama told you were bad, um, you have no problem with gossiping or stretching the truth or exaggerating or being sarcastic or hyperbole or, you know, speaking in jest or satirically or anything like that. All of those could be construed as as unwholesome depending on the uh, meaning of them in fact uh, if you want to get biblical on it one of the biggest things that god says he hates is is gossiping lips so my point is be careful what you worry about being a a bad word right now i say all that to say that it's interesting to me that these so-called fox news leaks of tucker carlson that they've been shipping over to um media matters um, apparently has well they don't you know they've got Tucker Carlson in his hot mic off camera moments saying things he's having a conversation with his crew and he uses certain choice words uh, one of the biggest things that is sticking around the Twitter sphere right now is the fact that he made a comment that uh, these these guys don't fight like white people and everybody's going crazy they're saying oh that's a racist comment well it's not if you understand the context in which he said it but again context doesn't matter anymore because if you could just pull something out then you can make somebody guilty right and that's exactly what they're doing but then you know he talks about his postmenopausal fan base again humor is dead right you can't use any kind of descriptive language anymore without potentially being offensive so you know, he throws a few choice words in there. He he refers to somebody as the C word, right? And Stephen Colbert went off on that deal about him utilizing the C word. I, I'll remind you guys that Stephen Colbert is very, uh, he's, uh, he's, you know, he's close with guys like Jimmy Kimmel, who actually wore blackface, who uh, hosted and created the man show. And I would say that they're reasonably guilty in terms of the things that they've suggested and put forth and called it art or expression and freedom of speech in years past. Uh, no, no one is innocent in regards to the use of certain words or certain connotations or references. And so they're trying to hang Tucker Carlson. Now, the, the problem is it's backfiring on them. They're trying to put forth this, uh, this stuff to make Tucker look like a bad guy. And, you know, you should probably know who your enemy is and know that um, that these uh, these folks that, you know, live in the states and in the areas where they buckle the Bible belt aren't as easily offended as you think they are. Like they're not sitting around trying to get their panties in a twist. In fact, it's making Tucker look far more um authentic is making him look real he, he's saying things that 
oh, look at this guy. He's actually got a sense of humor. He knows how to joke. He knows how to, yeah, it's off color. I think I'll live. I think you'll live too. Um, if, if that's personally offensive to you, don't do it or say it. But again, this whole idea of a character assassination because somebody jokes around. Chris, you know, Kayla, at some point in time, uh, maybe we should just do an, an off-camera hot mic stuff for me and the things that I say. I, I think we could have a very entertaining episode of the things that I've said in on a hot mic. Um, Sarah Gonzalez, when she's on here on her show, she's much more careful about the things she says in front of a microphone. Me, I just let it fly because I'm not overly worried about that. I, I think that you guys are adults, right? Now, the things that I do find offensive are the things that we were put through in the last three years under the mandates and the lockdowns, the shutdowns, the quarantines, the stay at home, stay in place, six foot distancing, mask up, put your kids behind plexiglass, on and on and on it goes, the closing down of economy and businesses and um, stimulus checks, all of this nonsense. Now, those are the things that I find offensive. And I want to play a clip because I, I, I think maybe you've forgotten it. I ran across it last night, shared it again over to my Instagram, which I hope you're following me, at WatchChad. Um, and this is former mayor of New York City, Bill de Blasio. He wanted you to get vaccinated, and this was his ploy and strategy to get you to do it. Play the clip. Thank you so much, Randy. Thank you to the whole Shake Shack team. This is really going to help us out. And did you say free fries when you get vaccinated? Okay. Um, I got vaccinated. You're saying I could get this, the delicious fries? Wait a minute. But there's also a, a burger element to this. <laughs> let, me, let me check with Bill Needhart. Is it too early in the day to eat a burger? No. This could be breakfast? Okay. I want you to look at this and think about, again, some people love hamburgers, some don't. Really want to respect all ways of life. But if this is appealing to you, just think of this when you think of vaccination. Mmm. Vaccination. Mmm. <laughs> I'm getting a very good feeling about vaccination right this moment. Thank you to Randy Garuti. And of course. Okay. Um. That's right. If you will go get a medical procedure, an untested medical procedure, if you will put a certain pharmaceutical juice in your arm, you get French fries. But wait, there's more. You not only get French fries, you get a yummy hamburger. I mean, I, I don't know if, if they... It's almost like an episode of Survivor, you know, where, okay, if you... Um, are willing to do this and win this challenge, you win a hamburger if you survive the the vaccination. I almost miss calling it the blah, blah. I do. I miss calling it the blah, blah. That was so much fun. But now we kind of say this again. Uh, we call it what it is. Um, there have been adverse effects to the, that that shot. Uh, there are, I mean, they, they tried to get you to give it a hamburger, donuts, all of these unhealthy things they wanted to tempt you with, like you were stuck on the island and playing Survivor and you hadn't eaten in 30 days. And oh, oh, there's, there's a burger element to this. This kind of stuff offends me. This is the stuff, this idea, this rhetoric that they were using to try to manipulate you like you can't go out and get your own damn French fries. 
I mean, this is America for crying out loud. Everybody could go out and get a hamburger and french fries. I mean, this is ridiculous. Oh, look at this. We want you to risk your life with a vaccination. We want you to make big pharma richer. We want you to push a bigger narrative and agenda that's going to possibly poison your body, maybe even kill you in exchange for a yummy burger. This is the kind of crap that I want to call out. This is the kind of stuff. This is why we do what we do. We get on here and talk. And this is why I use, you know, some of that colorful language that pisses you off. Because this is the kind of thing that irritates the ever-living piss out of me. It really does. So I want you to never forget. So now when Anthony Fauci gets on and says, I never suggested anybody lock anything down. Um, you literally are on tape numerous times saying, I advised they shut the entire country down. You said it, dude. You need to be held accountable. There should be no amnesty. There should be complete responsibility and consequences for what guys like Anthony Fauci, Bill de Blasio, uh, uh, all of these governors, whether it was Gretchen Whitmer, Gavin Newsom. And let me tell you something. There needs to be accountability Uh, And we need to continue to hold accountable people like Donald Trump as he's running for president this go round, because he's not innocent either. On numerous occasions, he not only shut things down, listened to the advice of Fauci and Burks, but also was bragging and still doubles down to this day on Operation Warp Speed. So he needs to apologize as well. Now, I know that doesn't win me a lot of friends here. But I don't care because this is offensive. People lost their lives. There are people who are permanently disabled. There are people who have lost everything because of an untested medical experiment that you literally required people to get in exchange for what? A bag of French fries? Kiss my ass. May we never enter into that level of insanity again. But we will because here's the thing. Here's what's going on. It's all about the science, right? And I use that I use that loosely because the science is very loosely interpreted. Uh, interpreted, right? It, the, the interpretation of that is very comical at best because what they did through the lockdowns, and I don't want you to forget, you say, oh, that's old news. No, it's not. They've proven they can do it, so they'll do it again. Now, they created a, quote, science in order to control you, and they've done that. For three years, in some places, they're still doing it. Now they're creating a science to define and identify you. All right, we're seeing that with this this sexuality and transgenderism. Next, they'll create a science because if they can do it to control you, and they can do it to define you, and they can do it to identify you, they can do it to erase you. They'll create a science that. Again, there's no science that says there's more than two genders. There is no science. They're trying to tell you there is. It's like I said the other day, and it's like I said on Twitter, if sex and gender are two different things, then why do you need a sex change to reaffirm your gender? Okay? If they're not tied together, if mentally, if mentally you're born and your brain is a different gender, um, then how, and, and it's locked in place, well, then how at the same time is it fluid? 
See, philosophically, that doesn't match up. Those two things don't compute. One thing can't be set in stone and fluid at the same time. You can't say my gender is fluid, but I'm dead set on believing that I'm something other than what I was born as. You can't say both things. It's philosophically incorrect, and there's no science to confirm either one. You can't do that. So if they'll create a science and twist the science and and make it where you can't question the science, just trust the science, trust the science. Well, those of us who trusted the science, like me, are still unvaccinated. And guess what? Last night, I had a freaking hamburger. Imagine that. Now, I trusted the science. The science said, don't go off sticking things in your body that you don't know what the hell they are and poisoning your system. So I didn't do that. And I'm also trusting the science that says, well, I mean, like, you know, seventh grade biology that says when something's born in a certain, uh, you know, gender and they have sex chromosomes and they have sex organs, well, that's what sex and gender they are. And by the way, by the way, those who are truly dealing with gender dysphoria, they're not transgender activists. They aren't. They're, those aren't the, the, the transgender activists aren't the people who are actually dealing with gender dysphoria. In fact, the people with gender dysphoria, they want to feel comfortable in the body they were born in. That's their problem. That's their problem. They, they don't want to escape into something else. They would like to get some kind of rec, uh, um, um, get, get some reconciliation with who they are. They're really dealing with it. It's the activists that we're dealing with. Those are the people who are trying to cram it down your throat, and they want to call you a bigot if you don't agree with it. So if they can change the science to control you, change the science to identify and define you, eventually they'll figure out a science to erase you, and they will. And if you don't believe that, then you don't know human history because that's exactly what they did in Nazi Germany. It's the best example you could use. We don't need any others. We know man's inhumanity to man, and they will create a system of logic and reason and philosophy and science in order to get rid of you if they don't want you a part of the system. So, all right, uh, got to go to a break. Pure health. Hey there, uh, a couple of episodes ago, I was talking about the uh, liver health formula. I want to talk to you about it again. And uh, it is a great product that will rejuvenate your liver. It will reignite your metabolism. It'll help you burn fat, help you boost energy. It will fight the fatty liver that affects over 100 million Americans. And the good folks over there uh, at, uh, at uh, Pure Health, they have put together a short little presentation that shares four warning signs of a damaged or fatty liver. I want you to go watch it. It's scary. In fact, uh, warning sign number two is absolutely frightening. Now, you can watch the free presentation and learn more about your liver health right now if you head over to checkyourliver.com slash chad. Again, that is checkyourliver.com slash chad. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, I, I want to tell you, I, uh, I teamed up with a, uh, a group of folks here in Texas. And if you follow me on Twitter, you're, you're seeing me. I'm asking you not only to follow them. Uh, but to support them, it is Texans for Strong Borders, Texas for Strong, Texans for Strong Border. And they're truly focused on making sure that you understand um, 
how you can take some practical steps to encourage lawmakers to enforce border security and take the active measures to get things done in securing a strong border. Texans for Strong Borders is doing a great job. I'm glad to be a part of what they're doing. And uh, if you if you go over to this, there's a great series that I want you to watch. It's called Exposed. They're actually on season five. It's called Border Invasion. It's part of Texas Scorecard. Play a couple of these videos here. I want to show you just a couple of things that are happening. You know, if if you look at what's happening down on our southern border, it's absolutely frightening. Title 42, when that goes away, they're estimating in Brownsville, Texas, and various parts of Eagle Pass of Texas. Listen, you're talking about over 11,000 illegals crossing the border every single day i mean we see these clips of them climbing over the fences the buses taking them into the interior of the united states and on this season of exposed uh guys you know about the texas border the invasion it's open and yes i use invasion strategically because that's what it is anybody can come across that wants to texans are suffering they're facing property damage physical harm from illegal aliens and hey illegal aliens they're not just staying in texas they're crossing the border and then they move deeper into texas and into the u.s and so what i want you to do is go over to texasscorecard.com chad and I want you to check out what they've got going on and take a look and see how you can get involved with uh, with Texans for Strong Borders. And that's just a free service right there for you to know how you can encourage these lawmakers to incur- to uh, strengthen our borders. So head over there, texasscorecard.com slash chat. Now, all right, Dylan Mulvaney. I-, I can't stop talking about this guy for a minute. And I, I went out last night, Chris and Kayla, I went out. I was staying at the hotel. I went over to the hotel restaurant and I uh, sat there at the bar, ordered dinner, and this couple came and sat down at the bar next to me. And uh, you know what the guy ordered? He ordered a Bud Light. A Bud Light. I witnessed for the first time in the wild a Bud Light out in public that's the first person in well over a month i've seen drinking a bud light in public i don't know if this guy knew what he was doing (laughs) i don't know maybe he doesn't read the news i don't know what's going on maybe he doesn't care but he had himself a bud light and i I snapped a little picture of it i said spotted in the wild um and so anheuser-busch the ceo has now shifted the blame still no apology i don't think we'll get one but has now shifted the blame um, on the whole Bud Light Dylan Mulvaney as he said it's not a formal campaign. Now, what I would like to know, now I know that they made a can with Dylan's face on it and sent the can. So there's a couple of scenarios. I want to know, did they send, because they've never made, they've never celebrated me with my face on a can. And I've done some cool shit. Um, I've never pretended to be a woman for a year, but you know, I'm still young. It could happen. Uh, I would like to know when Dylan got that Bud Light can. Obviously, there had to be some communication because, you know, a major corporation doesn't just up and say, yeah, let's specially print a can and send it over to this person without any communication and knowing this coming. I want to know, did Dylan just take it upon himself and say, oh, my God, they sent me a can. You know what? Out of the goodness of my heart, I'm going to promote Bud Light now. I'm going to do a couple of little homemade commercials and I'm going to get in the bubble bath with all the Bud Light or I'm going to talk about March Madness with the Bud Light and just out of the goodness of my heart. Now, I don't think so because I don't think that's how a person like Dylan Mulvaney is wired. I don't, I don't, that's not how 
influencers make a living just by doing it for free. I want to know, was money exchanged? I want to know, was a check sent, was a, was, a, was a transfer made to Dylan Mulvaney? Because if so, then yes, it was a formal campaign. Anheuser-Busch says it was not a formal campaign. Um, the, uh, the CEO has disavowed any ties to Dylan Mulvaney. He said, we need to clarify the facts that this was, this was one camp, one influencer, one post. It wasn't one post. And not a campaign. Um, that's what Michael Ducaris told investors during an earnings call. Well, I bet that was a tight-assed call. Uh, Ducaris went on to decry the, quote, misinformation spread on social media after Mulvaney posted a photo with a Bud Light within a bathtub on TikTok to his more, they said, New York Post says her, his more than 10 million followers. Now, it was not a photo in a bathtub. It was a video with a lot of Bud Light dancing around in the bubble bath pretending to be a woman. Then there was the March Madness one. So this wasn't just one, oh, look, it was just one little bit, one little picture with a Bud Light, and everybody lost their freaking mind. No, the company immediately had blowback, according to the New York Post, from conservative regions of the country. That's not true. It's nationwide. This happening in California. It's happening in Seattle, Washington. Trust me, it's happening all over the country, not just conservative regions. Um... The calls for a Bud Light boycott have threatened Bud Light's leading position as the country's most popular brand. I, I don't know that necessarily anybody's just, I, I haven't called for a boycott. I'm just not drinking it. I don't really drink it anyway. But, you know, I, I, I think a lot of people are just saying we're, we've had it. We've had it with it being crammed on our throat. I made a post yesterday because Dylan Mulvaney d took a picture. This was a picture holding crest white strips. And uh, I said on Twitter, if you see this person holding your product, if you're corporate America and you see this person <laughs> holding your product, knock it out of his hands because it's death to your product. It really is. Like, it, that is the blow of death. Um, so anyway, Ducaris said the company was providing direct financial support to delivery drivers, wholesalers, and bar owners who were impacted by the backlash. See, that's where I feel sorry. I feel sorry for the distributors and the people who work for these various companies who had nothing to do with this stupid ideology-driven you know, driven deal. But during the week of April 22nd, the most recent industry data available, Bud Light sales plunged 21% versus a year ago accelerating from a 17% slide a week earlier and an initial weekly drop of 6% when the controversy kicked off. Now, don't forget, that, that whole deal, people say, Chad, why are you so offended? Why are you scared of being gay if you drink a Bud Light? No, no, I'm not scared of being gay at all about anything. Um, but I do want to speak out against the exploitation of women. I do want to talk about the ideology that is being pushed that, as I said in the last segment, has no bearing or foundation based in science, but actually is going to hurt more people than it will ever help. Because this so-called gender affirmation stuff is going to push people deeper into an abyss of major psychological and mental illness. It is. And when you start to push it to its logical conclusion, you're going to see more and more of this rhetoric, as we've seen in the state houses across the United States, of these protesters who are pushing back wanting gender-affirming health care for children under the age of 18. Now, when they say health care, 
They're not talking about going in and getting a checkup and then when you get the sniffles, getting an antibiotic. No, that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about hormone blockers. They're talking about puberty blockers. They're talking about chemical castration. They're talking about going so far as actual surgery. Okay? We saw where in the UK, you know, a boy, they were trying to transition, a, what, an 18-year-old boy, and uh, because of the hormone blockers they'd been giving him, he didn't have enough penis left because he basically was an 18-year-old boy with a, with a child's penis, with a, with a very small child's penis. They didn't have enough of the flesh in order to convert it into a vagina, and ultimately, because of what happened there in that surgery, he died, okay? So... Again, we are creating a, a miasma of Pandora's demons that are crawling out of the box. It's so when you see corporate America, and we beat this horse to death, but I'm going to continue to talk about it. When you see corporate America continue to double down on this and not issue an apology, but rather Anheuser-Busch is going to keep putting out these so-called patriotic commercials. You know, well, here's this country music fans that are going to a concert. And, you know, it's like, no, nope, sorry, it's too little too late. And I'm sorry that we had to make an example out of you, but we have had to make an example out of you. This was done, this campaign, which you say isn't a campaign at all, but it's a campaign. And again, I want to know how much money was exchanged, how much was sent to Dylan Mulvaney as an influencer. When you did that less than a week after a trans activist went into a Christian school and murdered six people in Nashville, Tennessee. Your timing was garbage because you doubled down on this. You knew that the blowback against the so-called transgender community, that, like that was your timing that you chose in order to double down and say, oh no, see, they're among us and everything is okay. Well, everything is not okay. And you're finding out about that in your bottom line. Now, as I've said from the very beginning, I'm sure Anheuser-Busch, will be just fine you know bud light ceo brendan whitworth said on april 14th which was really no apology but he said we will continue to learn meet the moment in time that is such a kamala harris thing to say we'll meet the moment in time all be stronger and we work tirelessly to do what we do best bring people together over a beer and creating a future of more cheers well i don't think they've tweeted i don't think bud light's tweeted but once in the last month Oh, so they're feeling it, and I'm glad they are. They need to feel it. You need to feel it. Because you know what? Let me tell you something. There's something special. I'm going to talk from a man's perspective because I can do that. All right. Um, there's something special about, you know, as an American. Or it doesn't matter. I'm just going to speak as an American because I've got some authority there, too. Something about having a beer. You know, something about hanging out with your buddies and having a beer. Something special kind of, you know, maybe having a beer with your dad. I remember that first beer with my dad. You know, it was a special time. It's almost like a, a passing of the torch, the mantle into manhood, you know, just saying, hey, I'm seeing you now as a man. And there's something special about that. And then, you know, you're going to take something that's, that, that has a pastime to it, something that has a, it raises emotions, like having a beer with your buddies. And you're going to put, you know, this person in a bathtub who is exploiting women, a, a caricature of women, really um and say no this is where we're going now i just have a little bit of a problem with that now is it life altering life ending no it's really not because you know what real women know who they are real men know who they are and it's not that we're threatened by that but i know that somebody's got to speak up and speak out against this stuff or again they'll keep twisting the science 
and the consequences, unfortunately, at some point will be deadly. And not the least of which, it'll be deadly for those who are truly dealing with a gender dysphoria who we really should be sympathetic towards. Not the activists, those who understand they have an illness. All right. Uh, you got to clean those guns, folks. That is part of being a responsible gun owner, and it's, uh, it's a hassle, but... Uh, you got to do that dirty job. Uh, you don't want to use the patches. They get a little messy, and it just takes a lot of them. you got that rope cleaning like the boar snake. Uh, sometimes hides the dirt. You don't know if your barrel's clean or not. So fortunately, I found a better solution with Barrel Buddy. Barrel Buddy compresses to fill the interior of your gun's barrel, making sure to clean the rifling grooves, and it comes in seven different sizes to match any caliber firearm. Now, you know, I, I just suggest you guys take the risk and try it. I promise you, you're going to like the results. Uh, barrel Buddy's composed of the polymers that don't leave behind a residual particle, so it's safer for your gun, and that's an amazing concept. It cleans by scrubbing, collecting particulates, then absorbs any remaining residue and it buffs the interior surface clean now you can lubricate your firearm while you're cleaning it as well so it's a really important part of being a responsible gun owner you got to clean your guns and barrel buddies a totally new concept and a better way to take care of your firearms so get some today and i promise you that you're going to love them head over to barrelbuddy.com that's barrelbuddy.com we'll be right back All right, welcome back. I had to have a little stuff that'll make me burp while I wax eloquent. How about that? I might as well. Might as well. Uh, but I am going to wax eloquent because you know what? Sometimes I like to come on this show and give you some examples of uh, why I think it's important that you get your kids out of public schools. Now, somebody said to me the other day, and they said to Sarah Gonzalez too, they said, we hate that we ha I hate it as a school teacher that you, you guys hate public school teachers. No, 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 no. We've never said that never said that nowhere near it uh but when it comes to public schools that's a different story when it comes to the people that are driving the agenda that i have an issue with and so i come on this show and i like to tell you you know how little billy got told that he could be a girl in three easy steps or you know how little little sally found herself in the position of you know possessing no more an accurate understanding of the history of america than that it was founded in slavery in 1619 it's things like that that i have a problem with the sel the crt all of the you know the circuitous miasma of overlapping and similar stories i fear that may be the message you know i may be that message that i'm giving you that it loses some of its power and its importance the more i talk about it so put simply i'm asking you to do something so incredibly hard that it seems basically impossible and at the very least it requires a focus and determination on the part of you the parent that it is an order of the tallest variety now honesty demands that i say you're right it is hard one of the hardest things out there to do you know take your kids out of school educate them yourself i know it's hard because i did it and it was hard for me and my wife at the time but it was so worth it and i want to unpack a little bit as i like to do uh, in these moments and see if we can, you know, tease out the why a little more philosophically, because I'm left with a question when I see all the horrible things that are coming out of the public schools today. And it's not a nice question, but it's consistently there. Here's the question. Why in God's name would you do this to your kids? I know that sounds like a guilt trip. OK, take it however you want to. But why in God's name would you continue to do this to your kids? 
I mean, I, I'm not, I don't need to give you an example today. I don't need to give you a dateline. I don't need to insert the name of a city or a school where terrifying incident X is exhibit A before the wise eyes of the court. Let's just get down into the mud and feel the nitty gritty betwixt our toes. Just, just us. Let's talk about it. And maybe through that, our communication with one another will deepen into something even better than it already is. So when anyone says that school is a formative experience, we need to understand that that word must be taken in absolutely the most literal of senses. Because for about the first 25 or so years of your life on this planet, you are literally forming. Your brain isn't fully developed. You've got a prefrontal cortex that's trying to make the transition from the inertia, you know, that that inertial pull of the womb's stasis to that fully formed, if half-baked human being you were destined to be from the time your daddy's sperm knocked boots with your mama's egg. Now, if you paint in your imagination some long-ago forgotten hunter-gatherer society and you see in your imagination the presence of children within the protective walls of its cultural norms, you imagine children running and playing and engaging in a kind of apprenticeship towards knowledge and application brought on by the parents and the homogenous village surrounding them. You know, it's that old phrase that Hillary Clinton bastardized for a book title, It Takes a Village to Raise a Child. But in the cultural edifice you've constructed here, it works. And it works there because it's real life. That's what's going on every day in our children's lives, whether we or they realize it or not. But now we've come along in this great age of progress. And we've decided the village elders should take on the majority role in bringing our young up to bear. What's more, we no longer adequately vet those village elders. And that's a problem. Because the village has gotten one metric hell of a lot bigger than it ever was before. I mean, we're not just running around outside the cave. We don't just know our neighbors anymore, but we're turning our kids over to the, to the so-called village elders. And that means they're coming out of the woodwork from every conceivable angle, bringing along with them their strange and often dangerous ideas. There's a trickle-down effect in education. It's supposed to be a good thing. Sometimes it even is. But in our country, it has become a source of internal rot and structural danger for our children and their minds. Now, at the highest echelons of academia, the fount from which all academic wisdom springs eternal, the Marxists gave way at some point to the neo-Marxists. And these deconstructive wits that wish to be whole brains created a piggyback philosophy couched within the bounds of rhetoric so esoteric as to be safe from the unwashed hands of the masses ever screwing with it. And it's what you and I casually refer to today as leftism. But it runs much deeper than that. And as I said, it trickles down. Your average activist type teacher in your average public school isn't reading, you know, Michel Foucault. They're not reading Marx or Derrida. No, they're absorbing their deconstructivist material from the people who have. They're the first or second link in a chain that extends out to the soul of your child. And that's so important because it is the very fact that these teachers are cogs in the machine and not the driver of the machine itself that allows them to take on the necessary amount of cognitive dissonance to continue doing it. So if you aren't the father of lies, it's a lot easier to just be a repeater of them without having to come to terms with what you're doing. Because you could chalk a lot of shit up to just serving the greater good when you don't have to have the intellectual wherewithal requisite to have come up with that idea in the first place and debated it in your own mind and amongst others. You could just accept something that sounds good 
and then defend it to the death like the lemming that you are. And even more striking, you can end up patting yourself on the back for passing it down into the next generation because after all, you're a teacher and you care so deeply about kids. Listen, folks, the clarion call has sounded from the hilltop. The enemy is no longer over the rise. They're upon us. And most of them don't even know they're an enemy. They'll embrace whatever fad, sociological, or even biological science comes across their desk, and they will feed it to your kids. And never forget, kids are stupid. They are so stupid. Uh, They won't always be, but they are right now. And they'll believe whatever the heck those teachers tell them. Now, do you want to risk that? If not, maybe it's time to consider those alternatives you may be dismissed the last time I brought this up. I was watching um, um, Goodwill Hunting the other night. Great movie. Great movie. And um, you got the Matt Damon character, Will Hunting, who is uh, this genius. You know, he's not in college, but he, he's a janitor. He, he mops the halls at MIT. And uh, him and his buddies go out to a bar, and the Ben Affleck character, he's talking to a girl there at the bar, and this intellectual-type student comes walking up, and he's a student over at Harvard. And uh, he comes up, and he starts to question the Ben Affleck character, and he's quoting off uh, the, the economic philosophies from a book that he's read. And he's just basically memorized it, and he's quoting it off, and he's trying to embarrass the Ben Affleck character because he doesn't know any of this stuff the matt damon character steps up and starts to embarrass the the scholar by repeating back to him what page he got that from on what textbook right and the point is he says do you do that every time you read a book you just come into a bar to impress some girl with some crap that you have memorized but you haven't meted it out yourself you haven't come to these conclusions this is not a study or a field of of research that you've done you just memorize somebody else's work and now you're repeating it in order to look smart see that's the point of what i'm trying to tell you that's what's happening in our public school system It's not that I'm mad at teachers. I'm not. Now, I am if you continue to pay into the teachers unions. I am. I am pissed at you for continuing to to do that. You got to get away from all of that stuff. And the more you continue to do that, the more you become a cog in the system as well. What I'm trying to tell you is these we're, we're passing down curriculum that has agendas and narratives and ideologies, philosophies that are dangerous. And the teachers unwittingly many times are passing on these things without even having done the research themselves. And so you got to be careful with that because your kid's mind and your kid's future is at stake. I mean, we already see where we're headed as a country. You know, we're a fat, mentally and physically obese. You want to know why? You want to know why the Navy is using a transgender person to try to recruit people to join the Navy? Because, well, the recruitment numbers are down, but nobody wants to join the military for one thing because we're all a bunch of fat asses at this point. I think maybe they figure, well, hey, they got to fit in a dress. Maybe they're skinny and in shape. (laughs) Just my random thought there. But we already see the end results. We are a weakening society that doesn't know how to think for itself. And we're giving our kids' minds over to a system, an institution that does not have their best interest at heart. They're just regurgitating a narrative, again, a philosophy that they haven't meted out themselves. They haven't worked through it. And your kids will believe whatever they're told. All right. Ah. Woo. I'll tell you what. I've been taking this Texas superfood. That's why I got so much energy this week, Kayla. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. Uh, you got to do business with people that you trust, people that share your values. The founder of Texas Superfoods, they're not only veterans, 
but he's not only a veteran, but he's a Texan. He's a homeopathic doctor. He's committed his life to help you get yeah, out of the American medical system. Take your health into your own hands. And he developed Texas Superfoods. And Texas Superfoods is a vine-ripened, antioxidant-rich, uh, raw natural fruits and vegetables. And, uh, you know, look, we learned, you know, over the last few years, got to take care of your immune system. If anything good came out of the whole COVID stuff is to remind us that we got to take care of our immune systems. Uh, and there's a bunch of stuff on the market that's just not good. It tries to fix your symptoms to your health issues without fixing the health issues. So when your body's properly fed, it will ward off and even fight disease. I love taking Texas superfoods. I live on the road. It helps keep me going. It helps me take care of my diet without having to think about it so much. It has what my body needs to keep me going at my best. So I want you to give them a try. Head over to TexasSuperfoods.com. TexasSuperfoods.com. We'll be right back. All right, right after this show, I want you to head over to uh, Blaze's uh, YouTube channel or their Facebook. We're going to be streaming live. We're going to be doing, I'll be hosting the, the, um, the pre-show for the brand new movie that's being put out by Blaze exclusively for Blaze subscribers. Uh, it's called Reopening, and I'll be hanging out with some of the, uh, the cast and the writers of reopening as well as make some big announcements for what some things we've got going on here at the blaze so i want you to head over to that and uh and check out this uh this uh pre-show premiere okay i know i hear you in the fact pack normally y'all go over to Stu. Stu can do without you tonight okay come hang out with me all right remember who brought you here i want you to dance with me okay and uh, i believe that blaze is going to be a huge vehicle in the days to come for something that I find very important, and that is comedy. And uh, they are putting a lot of energy, a lot of effort, putting their money where their mouth is, so to speak, to to bring you a lot of comedy content. And I think that's where the future is in big way for Blaze. And so I'm excited about that. We're working on a lot of projects. So um, check it out, and then be sure that as a Blaze subscriber that you're watching Reopening uh, tonight at, uh, at 8 Eastern. And uh, I think that's right, 8 Central. That's right. Nine Eastern. Yeah, I get it right. You'll figure it out. Um, and if you haven't subscribed, go over to blazetv.com slash reopening. Use promo code reopening and save $20 on an annual subscription. And so we got some cool stuff coming on. I will be in DeKalb, Texas on Saturday night. Speaking of comedy, coming over there right by myself. And then I this morning I booked a, a bunch of flights and stuff like that. I'm going to be all over Kansas. I'm in uh, western Kansas in Sharon Springs on the 12th, I think it is. And then on the, uh, no, on the 11th. And then on the, that's a Thursday night. Then on the Saturday night, the 13th, I'm going to be over in Inman, which is between, right between that north south corridor between Wichita and Salina. So Inman, little town, you know, right in the middle. Y'all come hang out with me over there and uh, that friday i don't know what to do i'll be traveling somewhere between west kansas and east kansas i got nothing to do i'll get stuck out there in the prairies of kansas i just be hanging out in kansas are there people still in kansas i don't even know if you're there come hang out with me though uh chad live.com is where that is uh uh have you seen kathy hochel there in new york defending the gas stove thing play play that clip this is this is the stupidity we're living in play that clip but we just like we had to go from deck you know long time ago can transition from coal as your energy source we do yeah. have to transition there are clean energy alternatives it's going to take time and i want to make sure that new yorkers 
don't get hit hard for the cost. So we're going to roll this out. But new buildings that are going up, they can find they can go electric. They can do heat pumps. This is how you transition. Yeah. And that also uh, by getting rid of gas when you're all electric, they can control that. They can cut it off. They can end it like, boop, there it is. If they want to, they could shut you right down. So uh, plus I like cooking with gas. I don't know about you guys. I like my heat to be instant. Um, and then you had, did you see um, Peter Ducey just really put KJP in her place because Joe Biden's sending the uh, 1500 troops down to the Southern border. And he said to KJP, she had no answer. You know, if there's no, if there's no border crisis, then why is he sending 1500 troops down there? Why? Uh, but um, anyway, she uh, talked about the uh, new world bank leader will focus on, well, what do you think they're going to focus on? Play the clip. Ajay will play a key role uh, steering the World Bank to address global challenges we face, like climate change, climate. pandemics, and fragility and conflict. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's what I need my banks to do. I, I, need, uh, you know, I, I need the banks to be focused on climate change. Not my money. Not my money. Oh, and by the way, uh, if you don't, you don't believe that... Um, you don't believe they're coming across the border down there. Uh, take a look. This is El Paso, Texas. Look at this. That's fun. They're just fighting for supplies down there. That's what we need. Just uh, more humanitarian crisis right there at our southern border. I just invite them in. Invite them in. We'll deal with it later on. It'll all work out, I'm sure. Uh, and uh, <laughs> there's so much stuff we could get into. But um, uh, play. Let's, we got a minute. Play, play the. Nah, we don't have time. We don't have time. Forget it, Chris. We'll do it live. Forget it. Uh so many things I want to get into. I just don't have enough time. I just rant and rant and rant. Uh, guys, listen, it takes a lot to shock me these days, but to see our judicial system resemble a third world banana republic, to see trusted American companies embrace insane and destructive woke ideologies is depressing. It is depressing. And uh, we got to fight back. And that starts with changing the way you spend your money. Uh, we're demonstrating that in a lot of ways. But for years, big mobile companies have been dumping millions into leftist causes. And we we had to take it because another option didn't exist. Well, now it does. Patriot Mobile. They are America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. So you get the best possible service in your area without the woke propaganda pushed by leftists working hard to destroy the country. So when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you support free speech and religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, our military veterans and first responder heroes. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, which makes switching easy. If you just go over to PatriotMobile.com slash Chad, that's PatriotMobile.com slash Chad, or you can give them a ringy-ding. You can call them on the phone and talk to somebody, 878 878- Patriot. Get free activation today with offer code CHAD. I spell it Chad. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. PatriotMobile.com slash Chad or call them at 878-PATRIOT. We'll be right back. Please head over to ChadPraytherLive.com see what all I've got going on. Uh, Two nights in Tampa, Florida. Actually, Wesley Chapel, which is northeast uh, of Tampa, but in Tampa area. 
I'll be there in two weeks at Side Splitters, and there's four shows. Uh, their ticket link's a little tricky, so play with it a little bit. Pick which time. Uh, I think there's a 7 o'clock show and a 9.30 show both nights. But go get your tickets there at uh, Wesley Chapel. That's Side Splitters at the Grove. So chatbraitherlive.com. Then we got some cool stuff coming up. We're going to be in Godley, Texas. We're going to be in Cleburne, Texas. Then uh, we're going to be in Beaumont. Going to be in Biloxi, Mississippi. We've got Abilene coming up. We've got Arlington, Texas. We got Wichita Falls. Bunch of Texas dates that are coming up. And a whole lot more to come, not the least of which in August, we're going to be three nights at the Comedy Store and uh, in La Jolla. So coming back to California, going back to Cali. Cali. Anyway, uh, Chad Prather Live has all of the updated stuff that you need. And don't forget, subscribe to Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad and save. And I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. I'll see you on Overtime, but tune in tonight for the premiere of Reopening. Thank you.